Reading today is from John 12, 1 through 11. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus, Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his hair or his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, who he was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone, so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you will always have with you, but you do not always have me. When the large crowd of Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came, not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. This is absolutely true, given to us in love. You may be seated. When we started this series of John, we said that this was that we might believe, that we might believe. We have experienced now where Jesus has changed water into wine. He healed an official son. He healed a paralyzed man. He fed 5,000. We have seen him heal a blind man, and we have seen him raise Lazarus from the dead. I don't know what it's going to take for those of us who do not believe. We've seen his work. We've seen him do these great things. And and just last week, we, we saw how he raised Lazarus from the dead. We saw the conditions that Lazarus was in. The Bible said that when Jesus got to Bethany, they said to him that uh, Lazarus is dead, and he's been dead four days now, and at this point, he was stinking. That's what the scripture says, that, that at that point, his, his body had begun to decay, and even in the midst of decay, even in the midst of situations that don't look good, God still has power to bring life to a dead situation. That, that's good stuff right there. That, that is shouting stuff that even if it don't look good, that the Jesus that we serve, the God whom we serve, the Jesus who himself was raised from the dead, has power to give life to a dead situation. That, I'll say it again. That is good stuff, knowing who he is. So now Jesus is, actually now Jesus is in Bethany before he was in Nazareth. Now he is in, 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 in Bethany, and he, he comes to this place where, where it says six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany where Lazarus, who was whom Jesus raised from the dead. So now they're there, they gathered in Bethany, and they get in this house, 
and they're fixing a dinner. They got a dinner going on, y'all, and Lazarus, the Bible says that Lazarus was reclining at the table. That's good stuff, y'all, that that he who was dead, God raised him from the dead, and now Jesus shows up at a place and Lazarus is sitting at the table with Jesus. Isn't that good, y'all? Isn't it good to know that when he delivers you that he doesn't just deliver you and let you go? He's there with you. He's right there. And so Lazarus is sitting at the table with Jesus. That's good. If there's anywhere that you can relax. You know, in some situations, things go on in our life, y'all. And people tell us that they got our back. That everything is going to be all right. But we still a little bit uptight. Because we ain't really seen it work out yet. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That, that, that they tell you, I'm coming, I'm with you, you ain't got to worry about it. But I don't really get peace until I see them in the place. Doing what they said they were going to do. But Lazarus was with Jesus. Lazarus said, I ain't got no need to worry. If Jesus is in here, I can relax. If Jesus is in here, I don't have to worry about anything. Y'all know when I, when I go in restaurants, I don't sit with my back to the door. I don't trust nobody like that. I don't sit with my back to the door because I, I, that means I got to depend on the person in front of me. I got to watch them to make sure that they're watching what's going on behind me. So when I go into a restaurant, I sit with my back to the wall. I ain't got to worry about the wall. Are, are y'all with me? But when Jesus is in the room, I can turn my back and not worry about what anybody's going to do because Jesus has my back. So Lazarus lays down. He's reclining in the place. He ain't got to worry about it. After all, Jesus had already raised him from the dead. Lazarus, I ain't got nothing to worry about. Jesus is here. Death can't kill me because Jesus is here. You can't hurt me because Jesus is here. I need us to get that if y'all don't get anything else. If Jesus is with you, you ain't got to worry about anything else. So, but today I want to look at the the type of worship that Mary offered and the type of service, I'm I'm afraid to call it worship, that Judas displayed. I want to look at the difference between what Mary offered and what Judas displayed. First, I want us to see that Mary's worship was intentional. If we look at verse number three, it says, Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. I need us to see that Mary didn't just show up and start doing something. What Mary did was intentional. Mary was going against the cultural norms of the day because women and men did not dine together. So wherever the men were, the women was in another room. Wherever, y'all don't sound happy about that, but it wasn't my rule. That's just the way it was. That the men ain't here, the women ain't there. Buried just like at my house. I don't brew. She brews, okay. Y- y- y'all will catch that. 
So, so Mary intentionally went where Jesus was. She was violating the cultural rules. Not only did Mary go where Jesus was, Mary sit, she sat where the men sat. She sat right in the room at the feet of Jesus. After all, she saw her brother Lazarus reclining. She said, if Lazarus, if he's going to protect Lazarus, he'll certainly protect me. So she goes in. Her worship is intentional. She violated the cultural norms. She sat at his feet. And I got to believe, y'all, I was not there, but I got to believe that the men in the room start mumbling. I got to believe that the men in the room say, what is she doing in here? She is a woman. She don't eat where we eat. What, what are you doing in here? But Mary was not concerned about that. Mary said, if that's where Jesus is, I want to be where Jesus is. I'm not telling anybody to break any rules. But what I am telling you is that wherever Jesus is, you ought to want to be there. Wherever Jesus is, you ought to want to be in his presence. Are y'all with me so far? So, so wherever Jesus is, she got there, she sat down at his feet. Not only was her, her, her worship intentional, it was costly. She didn't just offer him anything. The Bible says that it was expensive. We're going to find out that just how expensive it was as we get further in the passage. But she went there. She didn't just offer him anything. She offered him the best that she had. She didn't give him some of it, but she gave him all of it. Y'all, we can't offer God just anything. We can't give God just part of us. We need to give God all of us. And so she went in and she gave him all of it. And not only was it intentional, not only was it costly, but guess what, y'all? It affected everybody in the room. Scripture says that the fragrance of the perfume was all over the place. Y'all, y'all, let, let, me, let me tell y'all something. When somebody got on too much, y'all, 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 y'all smell this stuff and be like, whoo, they bathe in that today. So what Mary was saying, this is for Jesus. There's nothing that I won't give for him. I will give him my all. Y'all with me? We don't want to offer him part of us. We want to offer him all of us. Y'all, we don't want to go cheap. Y'all, we want to give him something that costs us something. My pastor, when I was a kid, told a story one time about a guy. He met a guy who was homeless, and, and he took the guy, he met this guy, and he took him home, and he said, the Lord told him to give this guy a suit. So he took the guy to his house and took him to his closet. He says, when he took him to his closet, he took his hand and he moved about five or six suits back to the dark part of his closet. And then he told the homeless guy, he said, you can have any of these, but don't touch these. And so the homeless guy stood there for a while, and he went through there. He went through there. He said, sir, I want to see what you put in the corner. He said, I want to see what you put in the corner. So my pastor said he pulled it out, and the guy said, I want this one, one of the ones that was in the corner. Uh, are y'all listening to me? Uh, what I want us to know that is when we are giving God something, we can't say, God, you can have all of this, but don't touch this. Uh, I'm not saying that this guy was God, but what I'm saying is, y'all, we can't keep certain things and want God to work on this. God wants to work on all of us. He don't want to just fix your right hand. He wants your left hand. I mean, your, your, your left hand. He wants your right hand to be fixed, too. Amen. 
We serve a God who want to make us whole. So not only was her worship intentional, not only was it costly, it affected everybody in the room. It was genuine. It was genuine. Mary didn't need a whole bunch of prompt and circumstances. She didn't need a bucket of water. She didn't need a towel. The Bible says that she, she, she washed his feet with her tears and dried it with her hair. Isn't that something, y'all? Which one of y'all going to take your hair and dry somebody's feet? Let's think about this. Let's think about this now. She, she's already violating cultural norms. She, she gets into Jesus and, and she cries. She cries. And I don't know if she began to think about her life and all that she had been through, but for some reason, she's down at his feet and she's crying. And then she takes her hair and she dries his feet. Can, can you just picture that in your mind? That means that, means that she, she got low. She, she got low because she had to take her hair and just dry his feet. Y'all, that, that is something. When you know where you've been and when you know what God has delivered you from, y'all, there ought to be nothing that we won't do. We ought to be willing to go low when we know where God has brought us from. We ought to be willing to go low. We ought to be saying, you know, I don't care what folks say. I know what he's done for me. I'm talking about why we do what we do. So she's at a place where she she gets down and and, and she shows that her worship is genuine. Look look, look at this. It says, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. She anointed his feet without oil. She cried and she wiped his feet. With her hair. Y'all, that's, 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 that's something to think about. Yeah, I'm almost not willing to take my hand and place on somebody's feet. Yeah. Y'all looking at me strange, but I know, I know a bunch of y'all ain't finna run up here and rub my feet. Anybody willing to rub my feet? Raise your hand. Look at this. We got two. We got two. We got two out of a room of a hundred. And then 98 saying, what's wrong with them? That's, that's just the truth now. That's, that's just the truth. But, but she got down. But listen, I'm not God. I'm, I'm not God. But she knew who he was. Listen, y'all, he had just raised her brother. He had, just, he had just went to a grave where her brother was beyond hope. Raised, called her brother by his name. Lazarus? Come for her brother came out, y'all. y'all. Look, is that God done anything in your life that was beyond hope? Y'all, we're here because we were all beyond hope. All of us, all of us from the front door to the back door, all of us had something. All of us have been in a situation where somebody has said that boy ain't going to be nothing. Listen, they may have never verbalized it to you, but there's somebody walking around didn't think you were going to be where you are today. 
there was somebody who didn't think you were going to be able to accomplish anything. But when you know that there's nobody but the Lord, y'all, I'll wipe his feet with my hair. I'll stand on my head if I got to. Because I know what he's done for me. I know where he's brought me from. You ain't got to be happy about it, but I'm happy about it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Has anybody in this room been delivered from anything? Has God made a way for anybody? Has God been a shelter in a time of a storm for anybody? Has God been a bridge over troubled water for anybody? Has God done anything? Then it's all right. You ought ought to be willing to worship him. Now, now, now. We see the intensity of Mary's worship. We see how costly it was. We see that it was genuine. Now, let's look at Judas. Verse 4 says this. But Judas, Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief having charge of the money bag. He used to help himself to what was put in it. Never mind that there's a lady. Y'all, everybody in the room should have been moved. Everybody should have been moved by what Mary was doing. But here's Judas Iscariot. All Judas can say is, do Do you know what you've just done? You've taken valuable, precious, expensive oil, and watch this, and put it on his feet like he ain't nothing, like he ain't nobody, like he ain't able to save you from your sins, like he ain't able to open blinded eyes, like he ain't able to raise the dead. You will take that and waste it and pour it on his feet. What you say? After he done fed 5,000. I don't know about you, but if he can make a way out of no way for you, he can make a way out of no way for me. He ain't got to do it for me to be happy about it. He ain't got to do it for me, for me to believe that he can do it. So here it is, Judas, 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 the Bible tells us that he was selfish. He was selfish. He wasn't concerned about the poor. The Bible says that he was used to, he was a keeper of the money bag. So if they put 50 in, he got a little bit out. And now... She took something that was going to cause him to miss an opportunity to get him something. So Judas shows us that that sometimes everybody ain't going to be happy about your worship. Judas shows us that 
there's going to be some people in the crowd that's going to look at you like you crazy when you begin to talk about how good God has been. Judas is letting us know that there's somebody in the room that's going to say it don't take all that. You ain't got to waste all that on Jesus' feet. Are y'all listening to me? But, but, but you don't know like nobody else. Nobody knows like you know where God has done for you. So Judas first was selfish. Next thing I want us to know that Judas was all about appearances. You know how I know? Because he was one of the disciples. He was with Jesus. The Bible says he was about to betray Jesus. He, he was with Jesus. He wanted to look like he was on the winning team. Y- y- y'all with me? He walked with Jesus. He watched Jesus work. And yet, 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 he says, that's too much for Jesus. Don't you put that, don't you waste that on Jesus. Not only did he, he, he was concerned about appearances, he was selfish, he was a discourager, y'all. He wanted to stop her from that. He, he didn't want her to worship, y'all. Y'all, we got an enemy who don't want us to gather together like this. We, we got an enemy that, don't, that, that still believes right now that black people over there and white people over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm telling you, it's true. That, so, there's somebody that's angry that we can come together and worship. But guess what, y'all? They're discouragers. But when we know who God is, y'all, we don't let what they say stop us from doing what we know we need to be doing. Amen? Tomorrow we'll celebrate the birth of Dr. Martin Luther King. And he, he, he wanted us to be together. If he was alive today, he would say the same thing, that the most segregated place in the world is the church. Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Are, are y'all following me? But, but we serve a God who, who want us to come together. So there, there, he was a discourager. He, he didn't want her to waste what she had because he was looking for an opportunity to get him something. Y'all, don't y'all know that Satan will come in right now into your life and tell you that it's a waste to save yourself for marriage? Yes, he will. Do you know that he, he'll tell you that it's a waste to be faithful to your spouse? Yes, he will. He'll tell you it's a waste to serve on the setup team. He'll tell you it's a waste to keep, get up here and work out, work, worship with the worship team. He'll tell you that it's a waste to give all your money to the church. He'll tell you that it's a waste. Why? Why? Because he don't want to see you do any good. That's, that's why, that's, that's, that's the enemy's job. He wants to discourage us. He wants us to say, you know what? You don't have to serve on the worship team. You don't have to serve in the children's ministry. You don't, they got other people to do that. He wants us to be discouraged. He wants us to, to not do the thing that God calls us to do. I want us to think about this. What is the motivation behind what you do? What is the motivation behind your worship? What causes you to come here? I'm not saying that anybody here is a Judas. 
I'm not saying anybody in here is a discourager. But what I am saying is that sometimes, y'all, we ought to do some introspection in our lives. We need to examine why we do what we do. We need to examine why do I worship? Why do I get up on Sunday morning and drive across town? Why do I get out of my bed and walk across the street to come into a place to worship, y'all? We need to see, is our worship intentional? We, we need to know, is it, is it costly? We need to know, is it genuine? Are we just offering God anything? Are we just throwing him anything and offering it for worship? Are we doing something? Are we gathering together so we can say that I'm doing this so I can get something from God? Do you want to count the money so you can get a little bit off the top? What's the motivation behind what you're doing? Listen to this. One thing I want us to see, y'all, and then I'm going to be done. That Mary's worship came after Jesus had raised Lazarus. It came afterwards. She didn't say, I worship you so you'll raise my brother. She didn't say, I worship you so you can pay my bills. Uh, Are y'all listening to me? He moved first. I worship. What we do ought to be because of what he has already done. Nobody ought to want to do something to get in good graces with God. We can't. If we're going to be ever be in good graces with God, is it going to be because of what Jesus did? It's because of, not, on, not because I want something. So what we see, what we see is that her worship was significant. And what Judas offered was selfish. So my question again, why do you do? What you do? Why, 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 why do you get up? Think about this. Listen, listen. I, some of y'all looking at me strange. I have to check myself. Sometimes I can get the big head. Hello. Sometimes I can I can get on my high horse and say I ain't done this and I ain't done that. Why this happening to me? Is it, am I by myself? No. Listen, can, is there anybody else in here look at other people and say, look like they, 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 they just getting everything they want and I ain't done this? Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you know, look, if we tell the truth, you wonder why they can get and you can't. And then we begin to say, well, look what all I've done. What is the motivation behind what we do? I'm nothing. Not ashamed that I'm helpless. Not ashamed that I need to be naked before him. Y'all, that's, that's the place to be. Some of us been naked in front of the wrong people. In the, look, in the times that we living in,
but to be naked in front of Jesus. He already know all about you. He know every hair that was supposed to be up here. Am I I, I making sense to y'all? I need us to grab a hold of this thing. That when God starts to to work in your life, I want us to be careful that we don't begin to get the big head. I want us to be careful that we don't begin to just do stuff out of routine. That we just do stuff to say we're doing it. I want us to make sure it's intentional, that it's costly to us, y'all. And it's genuine. Last thing I'm going to say. These last verses, you know, he, he, he wanted to talk about making sure that the poor is taken care of. Jesus said, hey, look, look here. You're going to have the poor with you all the time. But you're not going to have me all the time. Jesus is not telling us. I need to make this very clear. He's not telling us to overlook the poor. He's not telling us to, to walk past people because we're trying to get to Jesus. Sometimes on our trip to Jesus, we got to stop and help somebody that's less fortunate than us. More times than not. Then he says this, verse 9. When the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on the account of him, but also to see Lazarus. Y'all, if, if anybody in the city of Jacksonville been dead four days and they come back to life, I want to see them too. Hello? If there's a line outside, I'm going to be in the line because I want to see them too. Because certainly a miracle has happened. They done buried you, buddy. I was at your funeral. I saw you in that casket dead. I saw them people close the lid. Put your honey in the ground. And four days later, they tell me you at a cafe. I'm on the way. I got to see this for myself. So listen to this. It seemed like when they get there, they will be happy. They'll want to see. They'll want to see. Not only would they want to see Jesus, but they want to see Lazarus too. When they get there, guess what them knuckleheads said? Not only we going to kill Jesus, we going to kill Lazarus too. Y'all, I wouldn't bother with Lazarus. Oh, y'all, Lazarus would be safe. And the man who raised Lazarus from the dead would be safe. Are, are y'all understanding me? What I want us to get, and I'm done. I'm done. I'm finished. I I'm promise. I'm going to take my seat. Is that people want to kill the light that's in you. They don't really want to destroy you. They want to destroy the light that's in you. But if that means they got to kill you to get to the light, they'll do it. I don't want you to be mad because folk trying you, folk coming after you. Remember who's on your side. So sit back at the table and recline. Are you listening to me? If you got a lazy boy, let that mug back. Put your feet up and said, my hands, my life is in the hands of Jesus. Let us pray. God, our Father, we...
thank you today. God, we love you for you have all power in your hands. God, we thank you for the example that was set before us. We pray now, God, that we will not just let this message or this word just be something that we say we heard, but it'll be something that calls us to do an introspection of our life, to examine our lives, God, before you, realizing, God, that we got no power to do anything. God, uh, let our, the reason that we serve and the reason that we worship, the reason that we come together is not because we want something from you, but, God, that we appreciate what you've already done for us. God, not that we ever get ahead and say, God, that I love you so much, but, God, let us realize that in order for us to love you, we must realize that you are love and that you first loved us. So, Father, help us today to really be concerned about why we do what we do. Let our worship be genuine. Let it cost us something, and let it be intentional. God, if we serve on the committee that picks up paper, let us pick up paper in the light of who you are. If we work with the children, God, let us serve the children in light of who you are. And if we hand out the programs at the door, let us do it in light of who you are. So, God, we thank you. God, we praise you. God, we thank you. And, God, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.